You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a, hopefully, a mundane conversation about, you know, just about anything that'll just help you to calm, chill, and who knows, maybe even fall asleep. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome back someone who most of you know and love, and for our new listeners, listen to our episodes because you'll know and love her too, Nidhi Hanna. Welcome back to the Insomnia Project. Hi, Marco. It's so good to be back. Everyone's been asking about you. And so Aww. just to set the record straight, you know, you're you're always welcome on the Insomnia Project. There's no rift between us. Never, never. Just life took me yeah. in a little bit of a different direction. You know, and, and, and allow me to say I want to hear about it, even though I know about it, because I know our listeners will yeah. want to know about it. And, uh, yeah. Well, it's so nice to hear your dulcet tones mm-hmm. of the intro again. I miss that that intro. <laughs> but uh, it's really nice to be back and to see you. And we actually haven't seen each other in a while because no. you were away and I was away. And then a bunch of life stuff happened. And, and you're going away. And I'm going away. And mm-hmm. so I feel like there's so much to catch up on. I think we should start because listeners, you know, along with yourself and myself, there was another team member that was vital in our show. Yes. And, uh, you know, if you feel like talking about it, I just want to quickly mention it to our listeners. Yeah. Oh, well, our my little Xena, the warrior princess, uh, she passed away Mm -hmm. on New Year's Eve um, 2021. So just a couple of months ago. Um, unexpectedly. I'm so sorry, Nitty. Thank you. It was, uh, but she was a playful, beautiful, energetic. Loved. Still, still felt like she was a puppy at ten and a half. She loved me. That's she all loved I have you. to say. She loved me. And when we were recording the podcast <laughs> at your place, she was having the best times. <laughs> she- and so she's been an important key member of the podcast. And I remember her fondly with so much fond memories. Aww. And I want our listeners to know that we we loved Zena very much and she loved all of you. Yeah. Thanks, Marco. And I'm sure we have some of her wines on some of the episodes for sure. Of course. You know, it was the the scratching of her nails yes, as right. she chased. We used to throw like a, like a boomerang or a banana it was, thing. It was something. It <laughs> she, was something. And I remember throwing it once and you're like, oh, no. And I'm like, what? I'm like, we're recording. She's going to just keep bringing that back to you. And I'm like, well, whatever. But she was so such a such a delight. She was a darling. It's so interesting because I know a lot of listeners go through things as they listen to our podcast and just know that we also share 
in those things that you go through here on this side. And you are not alone, at least not with your insomnia. So just know that we are here with you. Absolutely. I'm so glad you're here with us, Nitty. Me too. Okay, so tell us. You've been working on a project, and we've kind of given hints, and that project has come to fruition. So tell us. Okay. I Did I not talk about this before? Last you, you never talked. No, not about the project. What, what became? What oh, what became? Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Well, as you know, Marco, I've um, spent a couple of episodes when I've when I've been here talking about my passion for diving in the different places I've been, particularly Bonaire and and certifications. And so through that experience, I actually co-founded a company called Dive Tripping, which is um, we do sort of like apparel and accessories for scuba divers and it's really fun and a a lot that is geared towards women too like women divers and and but also we have unisex we have some really good t-shirts that you've seen and uh some i bought a t-shirt and can i just tell you something i'm very okay look it's gonna sound self-serving because you're my friend and whatnot right but i would tell you yeah and i've told you things that i'm like I would like this in another color. Yes, maybe. yes, you have. Um, but the the material is so soft. It's soft. And eh? for me, okay, so sometimes you get material that's soft for a t-shirt, right? And I find this with bamboo and hemp stuff, and then I wash it, and it's the worst thing I've ever worn in my life. It becomes um, kind of pilly, yeah, and, and, and starchy roughy. and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And so yours was so soft when I first got it. I was like, okay, this is exciting because I love a soft t-shirt. Yeah. And I've washed it. I've worn it into the ocean. I've yes. taken it everywhere, and it's still soft. Like I first got it, and it's just it just feels good when I wear it. So That's I'll awesome. just say that that that'll be my sort of testimonial Thank on you. it. And, um, and um, yeah, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been a labor of love. It's been really fun. We've really tried to showcase that women can dive uh, as as a group on their own with their buddies, but also that there's so many supporters of, like, fun gear out there. Like, normally, honestly, Marco, I would go into these dive shops, and you want to get a a shirt, just a normal dive shirt. Do you know how many of the shirts are, like, uh, either really sexist? Oh, really? Yeah. Like, a lot of them are... are, uh, um, you've either got these like mermaid women on oh. it, or you've got like sayings that are inappropriate, you know, inappropriate, or, like... or, or things like that. Or they're not meant for necessarily women's bodies, and right. so as a result, it's like you're just wearing kind of a not so great fitting piece of clothing. So, so it was fun to kind of develop it and and go, okay, what would I want to wear? Sure. And then just make stuff for myself, which is amazing. Are you trying to shift the diving culture to reflect the serious women who dive versus the sort of, you know, the sort of skateboard culture that's there trying to fit the place of diving? Is that fair to say, or am I just... uh... No, I think there's something in what you're saying. I think it's also more... um, I think what started off as uh, us thinking about it from the perspective of women was really also now about dive lifestyle and what that means for a generation of divers who might be diving differently than generations before, where it wasn't just like, okay, I'm going to go with my partner... And my kids or, you know, you have people who are like me and have the ability to go in. It's like, okay, I want to go. I want to have a good time. I want to feel like 
I am doing something that's meaningful and and having an experience that's not an all inclusive experience right. or and so we're also doing trips and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of cool. It's fun. It's fun and exciting and where the focus is diving and not a resort with a little tack on. You can yeah. go diving for four hours, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you got you can go diving, but you're you're in this. Uh, kind of feeling of okay now I got to stay in this place I'm beholden to this one dive center or this right. dive community where you can actually have like we rented a we rent really nice villas we have um, we've had private chefs come in and stuff like that oh, it's wow. I know now I start feel like I'm back on the bougie episode I love it listen people love the bougie episode so please. Let's dive into that as well but before we dive into that I'm just using the word Keep now like using crazy it. um what is the website? And just so our listeners, in case you're just chilling, don't worry. It's going to be – all the links will be in our show notes. But what is it for any any listener who wants to know it now? Um, so it's divetripping.com, but dive-tripping.com. Great. And, and your yeah, social media? At dive underscore tripping. Great. Yeah. Great. So, so we'll have all that. But, okay, so let's – now I need to know. You dive. Yes. You see all the underwater, underwater marine life. Then you come back to the surface. It's a beautiful day. You go from the boat to a private villa, and you're eating like a champ. Yeah. Tell me this. Yeah. What's this? I, this is, sounds amazing. I mean, essentially, it's it's wanting to have just really good experiences. So, so for example, when I was in Bonaire, we, we had this sh- private chef who came a couple of times and did a tapa spread for us, did a did a private meal for us or we would order in from these places and everything was taken care of like we had organized everything right mm-hmm. at the beginning so it was just this constant feeling of true um being cared for and not having to worry about anything I see. you know so you come back from diving it's like okay i want to just chill and not do anything or i want to go out to the town or i want to everyone was just really chill we were like eight of us and we had such a great time so so let me ask you this. Yeah. Let's say we have listeners who are listening right now. Yeah. And I love how this is now a plug for dive tripping. <laughs> no, but but let's assume that there's listeners and you pick the city anywhere in the yeah. world, okay? And there's five five women who are adventurous. Yeah. And they're celebrating a milestone birthday. And they're like, you know what we want to do? Something out of the box. We've never been diving, but we want to have an experience where we dive or figure that out and then we have a a, a private catered meal afterwards. Could they contact Dive Tripping and you would set that up for them and, and make it happen? Yeah, and so part of the part of the thing is that we also are a part of that experience. So you would go with them and be like, we, we, we will handle this, we'll laugh with you, we'll cheers with you, but we'll make sure that you're taken care of and we'll, we'll make sure that the experience is highlighted. Yeah, or we could even be kind of there, but maybe not staying in the same place. If people want privacy or whatever, sure. so we'll take care of everything. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're heading for it. I mean, we wanted to launch this back in 2020, but of course that was a bit. Right. Of a <laughs> but you've been working <laughs> on it. You've been working on it ever since, and and yeah. I was privy to a lot of, you know, the early on designs and where yeah. you landed, and it, it's it's just been a labor of love. It's such a labor of love, and really, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where. One day, one day, who knows? I might be on a Caribbean island or on another island sure. or something, and just doing this. So, what are your what are your top 
say five or top three places you haven't dived yet mm. but are on your list? I really want to go to Thailand. Okay. I really want to check out the Great Barrier Reef because sure. I feel like who knows mm-hmm. um, how long you can check that out. Right. Um, I've also heard that the Philippines is pretty amazing oh, for wow. diving, right. so I would like to see that. Okay, that's already three, but also I people say the Galapagos Islands are amazing. It's a little bit colder water, but um, that would be pretty awesome as well. Yeah. So those are kind of, I would say, my top right now. If someone's listening and they think they have a barrier to learning how to dive, what would you say to them? Hmm. That's a good question, yeah, Marco. Once in a while. I know. Look at you. I think people have an expectation or an image in their mind about what it must be like. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard people say, oh, I'm very claustrophobic or I have asthma or um, – and I think, you know, and maybe this is the yoga teacher in me talking right now, but I think it's about uh, reframing that image. Mm-hmm. And it is ultimately – an underwater meditation. And if you can get to a place in your mind where it's like, okay, just try it. Just try it. You might be surprised. If you like snorkeling, try it. If you like, you don't have to go so deep. Sometimes people think that you have to go down to these huge depths in order to see things. That's what I thought. No, it's like at 20 feet, you can see such great things. And sometimes even more than what you can see it at further depths. It's just a different marine life and a different, for example, if you want to see rays, you know, like you want to be more shallow than, than deep, for example. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you can gauge it to your comfort level when Completely. you first start out. Completely. Oh, wow. And I would say also, if you know someone like me who loves to dive, go with them and go do do like a certification or do a discover scuba type of thing and ask for them to be part of the group as you go diving or something like that. Isn't and, that what you did? Yeah. So my friend and co-founder, Lisa, uh, really mentored me in terms of learning how to dive. And I don't think I would be as good of a diver this quickly had it not been for her giving me the tricks and the tools. Because you can learn something from an instructor, but you're learning it in such an incremental time. You only actually absorb it once you start doing it on your own, right? Um, So the beauty about the way I learned to dive is I took the course and then we were shore diving by ourselves. So okay. we weren't on a boat. We weren't with a guide. It was like the two of us. And it took – I mean, it's a testament, I think, to our friendship and how long Lisa has known me for her to trust enough that I would be able to get this. Um, and then I learned really quickly from that. Yeah. Wow. I know. Your your diving journey has been recorded and archived on our show. <laughs> I know. From your first when you were first yeah, talking true. about it to today where you're you're an expert diver. Yeah. It's so funny, hey? It's great. Wow. And you mentioned um y- you're a yoga teacher now too. Yeah. And I met you because of yoga because yeah. you and my wife did yoga together. Have we told that story before? I don't know, but tell it again. We've got listeners who listen Who's... all the time who are new who are like, I'm not going to listen to the back episodes right. because Fair. I don't Fair. have time. But Well, and if this is something you've heard before, perhaps this is the moment that you're starting to have your eyelids sort of get heavy. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So uh, when was it? Must have been, oh gosh, 10, 15 years ago? At least, yeah, because we started the podcast in 2014 and it was years before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I used to go, I discovered yoga through, uh, um, well, what's now Moto Yoga, but used to be Moksha Yoga. So I used to go to a yoga studio, hot yoga studio, just near my apartment, and uh, Amanda was teaching. And so I would take some of her classes and a couple of 6.30 in the morning classes, et cetera. And I remember thinking, I remember so vividly my first impressions of Amanda because she would um, – and it's funny what you were saying about the feedback that your um, person had about yoga, uh, Amanda being really excitable on right. some of the podcast episodes because my first impression of her was the opposite where she was this really calm yoga teacher <laughs> and at the end I remember one day we went into class and she had it was still dark because it was the sun was coming up and she had put uh, candles out everywhere like in the front of the class mm-hmm. um, and we had the yoga class and at the end she um, sang like a chant of some kind and it was really beautiful. I was like, oh, she's got a great voice, that one. Right. Anyways, we ended up talking. And, and so uh, she was really my introduction into yoga in so many ways. And through that, I, oh, my gosh, I think I had got laid off from a job or something. And she had put on Facebook, oh, I'm doing this sh- show at the Fringe and we need a right. stage manager. And I was like, hey, I could do that. So and that's when I met you. Right. Is during that show. And, uh, yeah, that's how we met, right? Yeah, that's how we met. We met we met somehow like that. Yeah. And I and I just remember meeting you and thinking, oh, this person's really cool. Like this oh, person, really? Yeah, I just remember thinking. It's like probably the opposite of what I was feeling. Well, because, you know, when you have a partner, there's some friends that they have that you click with or you don't. Yeah. Right? And you're yeah. like, okay, whatever. Go have fun with them. I have no desire to hang yeah, out with them. Yeah, they're kind of rancid and you don't want to be around. Kind of, right? But then when there's the ones that you're like, oh, I like this person, yeah. you're kind of like, Oh, like this is a friend of my spouse that that I enjoy hanging out with. So I'm I'm like anytime it's like, why don't we go for dinner with Nidhi? And I'm like, yeah. Or why don't we or like, why don't we invite Nidhi to the party? Right. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. always like, yeah, yeah. Because I knew that there was something about you that I always thought was really cool, for lack nice. of a better word. You just were like, you're, you're one <laughs> of those. Easygoing. Well, you know, there's this thing that I'm I resonate with. Mm-hmm. And it's the type of person who can stand in a corner and not say a word and be the most interesting person mm. in the room and you fall in that category oh. for me yeah so it's kind of nice. like you want to talk to them because they're not trying right to be the life of the party but they are yeah. they're not trying to be you know funny but they are they're not trying to be magnanimous but they are just yeah. by being themselves and i always found that with you oh my yeah. god yeah and i'm not trying to i'm not trying to you know blow sunshine anywhere but I'm just trying to say the truth that's <laughs> no, that's one of the things yeah. that. I appreciate that it's definitely been I think you're right and I well I think you're right I <laughs> who am I to just, say that? it's her bougie yeah, episode yeah it's my bougie episode um but I do think that authenticity is sometimes a hard thing to find in the mm-hmm. industry that we were that well I was in and that you're still in mm-hmm. um where uh, it's almost um You're so used to being around people who are constantly wanting something and evaluating whether or not you can get them. Is this person going to be get help me get to what I want or are they not? You know, and so there's this constant evaluation. And I just never I don't know. I just never bought into it. Sure. I was just sort of like, whatever. 
and probably career-wise would have been better to buy into it. But as a person, I was like, eh. I wish you'd come back to performance. Who knows? Maybe one day. You know, I was talking to um, this wonderful uh, actor. Uh, her name is Caroline Fay, and she uh, and I... I was working on a production, a theater production that she did in 2005. Okay. And I had seen her on LinkedIn or something, and and she had made an announcement, and I and I wanted to get in t- in touch with her again. And a couple of days ago, we talked for the first time, and I said to her, you know, Carolyn, one thing that I remember is because when you did this back in 2005. It was the first time that you were coming back to stage after so many years. And she's this awesome jazz singer, and uh, sorry, blues singer. Awesome. And anyways, um, I remember her words where she was like, who says you have to do everything and achieve everything in your 20s? Right. Right? Who says that the beauty about performance is actually the fact that you need performers of every age and at every point of life right so who says that you you have to be an actor at 20 and 30 who's sure like why can't you start your career at 60 exactly so so it's not a no it's just like you you, who knows we might see you you know i've been really enjoying kind of yeah you might see me who knows i i've been really trying to find I've, i've been enjoying like moderating like panels oh, and you're facilitating things I like that. I you're amazing. I mean, I know you're amazing. Like, uh, it's fun, and and for things that are close to my heart, like women's issues, sure. and, and been doing a lot of, yeah, it's been it's been really interesting to kind of find my voice. And of course, it's because of this podcast that I feel comfortable. Really? Well, I mean, think about how much we had to talk about. Right. Nothing, And there were times when we were doing those beginning episodes where we were trying to do three or four or five episodes at once. And it was like, what do we talk about now? What do we talk about now? And I think it just made me a better conversationalist when I had to be and less afraid to go into stream of consciousness a bit and trust that it's all there. Whereas I think with performance, because you're with a script, you're with a... Even with improv, I was never very comfortable with because there's also always this expectation of where is the story going. Right. But as we both know, sometimes these stories go nowhere here. It's true. <laughs> and, and there's something really like to not be attached to the outcome of these anecdotes is really special. One of my favorite things that you would say on, on episodes, and I, I, try to, I try to emulate it sometimes, but I hear your voice. When I dispel my own opinion as – as, as could be interpreted as something as advice. And you're always like, no one, like, you know, you always give the disclaimer of like, whatever we say on this podcast should not be taken <laughs> uh, serious at all. Please consult all medical or professionals in the fields, with the exception of diving, where I think you have. And, well, and I don't know about that. But you know what two of my favorite episodes were? Yeah. Or episode like types. Sure. One was when we would do the cities. Oh, right. Like the random cities. Right at the beginning, we would just look at our demographics and say, there's someone from, oh, gosh, I can't even remember. Ann Arbor was our first Ann Arbor, that's right. Ann Arbor. (laughs) We're like, okay, let's do 10 facts about Ann Arbor. And then the other one that's one of my favorites is when we did the, um, oh, we did like a, um, it, it was almost like a competition of who, who had the most boring prime minister? Yeah, the most boring prime minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can always do that. We have so many boring prime ministers. I mean, we, I know. I don't even remember. I think it, top 
Tupper was one of our prime ministers. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I know. I know. But how have you been keeping? You know, how has Nitty, it been like you've been? Look, I don't want to. I got foot issues, folks, and I, I don't want to go into it. But I've got some foot things I'm dealing with. So, you well, know, we're both flat-footed. Fun fact: we're both flat-footed. And if you're flat-footed, I'm going to say this: get some arches, some some pro arches. Oh, no, Speak to a professional. Are really I know, I know. going down. But like, I'm flat-footed. I've always been flat-footed, and I walk a little bit like a duck. No, I walk like a duck too. This is interesting because I'm doing a, uh, like a 30-day challenge at the yoga studio mm-hmm. and I realize like I'm still wobbly. So here's also fun fact. Like, okay. To do yoga because I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't balance well and I'm not flexible yeah. and I'm not this. Listen, none of that applies. Okay. I'm a yoga teacher and I cannot balance for the life of me. My tree pose is the worst. I hate tree pose because I cannot lift. I cannot lift my leg up high enough to put my leg against my thigh. I always have to have the unsupported leg, the toe touching the ground because... Yeah, but that's great. That is a tree pose. Well, okay, there you go. That like, is a tree like, pose. It's not the nicest tree you'll ever see, but that's Listen. that's as far as I do. And Nitty, this is one thing I got to say to people. I just want your opinion Tell as me. a yoga teacher. Tell me. Sometimes you're doing yoga mm-hmm. and it's like, you know what? And now I'm just going to lie in in Shavasana. Shavasana for the rest of the class and yeah. I don't care yeah. because that's just where I need to be. And yeah. that's fine too, right? I do that. I do that. Oh, you do, do, yeah. you do that? Yeah. Like the middle – it could be in the middle of the person's class and you're like, I'm done. I'm just lying like on the ground until this is over. Yeah. I've done that before. I mean there's also been times where I'm like – I don't really like this pose, so I'm just going to go into child's pose. Good. Sometimes I'll just change it up. I'll modify it. Like, who cares? I think people take yoga too seriously. I agree. And I think um, people forget that these postures are just one aspect of yoga. Right. And that there's a whole life around it. But also, like, I love finding humor. Like, today I was in a yoga class and – the teacher made a joke mm-hmm. and I was the only one who was laughing right but it's like what what people are so serious it's like find the humor in it I don't have time for the ultra serious no I know and I gotta make my pose look perfect what's perfect exactly it, it wasn't until Amanda said to me if you want to lie in Shavasana at any point just do it it's yeah. not a problem I'm like really and she's like yeah. Yeah. That mat, whatever you do on that mat is your business and you do it whatever's right for you. So I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. And sometimes I'll have some once in a while you get that yoga teacher who's like trying to tell you like you've got to move your foot like this. You got I'm like, mm, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go in child's pose now yeah, cuz I'm not exactly. going to deal with this. That's, and I can tell you as a yoga teacher it does right. not offend. There you go. You're not if it if it offends then get yourself another yoga teacher. Good. What about what people wear to a yoga? I feel like this is not talked enough about. Yeah, tell me. Okay, okay yeah, so, let's get into this. First of all, I don't like you too close to my mat. Agreed. Okay, so keep your distance if you're doing yoga with me. And I understand sometimes with spaces, you've got to be close. But I don't need your foot in my face. That's no, all I'm going to say. Okay? I like a spongy, thicker mat. Yes, okay. That's, that's what I like. Yep. And I like to wear... Stylish and comfortable clothes. What does stylish and comfortable mean? I like to wear a Lululemon yoga clothes. And I oh, know it sounds... bougie now? I know. <laughs> and I have a problem with the organization because the leader had said some horrible things. But I still like their clothes. Yeah. And I know it's not like 
organic cotton or whatever and like you know it's not the like yoga i wear joe fresh oh really so okay please there's like <laughs> there's no judgment here okay. so that's what i like to wear and 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 so be it and that's it yeah i mean i'm into the tights and the mm-hmm. the stretchiness i uh I, you know, I think for women, it's interesting, right? Do you wear the crop top? Do you wear mm-hmm. the, at least because I do hot yoga, it's, it's, um, you're definitely sweating. Right. And so, I, yeah, it's funny. Uh, what I find funny or interesting is like, you can tell when people are kind of fashionable with right. their, and I guess this is what you're saying is that yeah. you like it to be a little bit fashionable. I like it to be a little bit fashionable. I like to I like to have my things in my space yeah. and kind of don't don't pressure me. I like to have the you know the really thin towel, the like. Oh, you like that? I like because I like the way it looks and I like that it's like. Oh, I see. I don't just have okay. any old towel. I have that I have microfiber thin yeah. towel yeah, yeah, yeah. that becomes a cape. Well, if now you they wear. have mats so that you don't need that. T- like the what? cork, like thicker, the thicker material mats that um, are more like repellent, I guess, water repellent, so that you don't need both that and the and the towel. Mm-hmm. But I like my blocks. My I like blocks, blocks too. I like blocks. I don't like. I I I kind of wish blocks weren't all in some rancid, mangy area mm-hmm. that everybody has to go and run and get. I just mm-hmm. I don't love that aspect. You can bring of- your own blocks. I know too much to carry. That's though. true. I bring an eye pillow. Oh, yeah. I like this. Yeah, this has been a game changer. It's been a recent thing because I'm like, oh, I have this eye pillow. Mm-hmm. Why am I not bringing it with Amanda me? Amanda made a bunch of eye pillows with. Um, dr- we had some lavender that oh, she dried, beautiful. and then rice. So she <sighs> so she basically made like a sausage casing of material. <laughs> Put the rice in and then some dry lavender yeah. and sewed them up. Yeah. And so we had like 15 of them that she would bring to the yoga studios nice. and put them on people's faces at the end, right? Yeah. And I'd be like, stop bringing these gross things back to the house <laughs> that other people have worn. This is, these sausages. This is true. This is, this I have my own eye pillow because I also feel like – and then I put little drops of essential oh, oil into great. it. So it's all nice and smelly. Smell what's well. your what's your oil of choice? Lavender. Oh yeah, me too. Like lavender all the way. Do you like lavender cookies? I love lavender. Me too. I love it. But you know how sometimes you can love something but just not in this thing? For me, lavender, I can have it in anything. Me too. Lavender ice cream? Yes. Yes. Lavender tea? Mm-hmm. Yes. Lavender shortbread? Yes. Lavender cream. Oh, beautiful. Amanda will put lavender cream on before oh. like like night cream or whatever you call it. Yeah. And I'm like, what's this smell? She goes, you always say it. It's the lavender cream. I'm like, why do you wear anything other than this? So I got this lavender sleep mask. It's yes. Like a, it's like a thick cream that you put on oh. before bed. And so in the morning when you wake up, your skin looks all dewy. Sure. But it's lavender and it's supposed to be a sleep mask because mm-hmm. it helps you. Like the lavender helps you sleep. And it's like, it's addictive. Oh, it's addictive wow. because it's all creamy and luxurious, but then lavender. Yeah, it's great. I love. I'm. I'm like you. Lavender all day, all night. I don't have a problem with what it. What is like one spice mm-hmm. that everyone loves that you're like, mm, not my thing? Oh, okay, that's a good. Um, for me, it's oregano oh, because yeah. people use. They have a heavy hand with oregano. Yeah, that's true. But I'll tell you something that I like that few people like. Okay, fair. It's rose water or rose oh, flavor. Oh, I love rose yeah, water. Yeah, I think it's a floral thing, right? But Amanda's like, 
what's with you and Rosewater? Oh, I love You're, Rosewater. I always say I'm an old British woman because I love that kind of stuff. Really? And I mean, yet, it's also very, um, like I know in Lebanese food, there's this, yes. uh, there's this dessert that they have that has this rose water. It's like, oh, I can't even remember. I'm not even going to like describe it properly. Sure. But anyways, it's in a lot of, I think, Eastern cooking. And I love it. I love yeah. the taste and texture. Like it just, it feels like you are royalty yeah. when you a, have it. A lot of people have issues with rose and I love it. Yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Rose any day. But I don't love edible flowers. Oh, yeah, no. If you put no. that in my salad, no. it's like, Done. no, Bye-bye. no, no. This, and A, they don't taste great. And B, just because you can eat them doesn't mean you I want to eat them. And I also don't want to spend another $15 on this dish because you put flowers on it. Yeah, not for me. Not for, I realize it <laughs> The was, judgment is you, now coming you, out. You and I complain, <laughs> I commiserate and complain a lot on the podcast. I didn't realize until we started doing that, that's something that you and I yeah. would do. It's like things we hate. And we just yeah. kind of say, there's people probably listening right now, chefs who are listening who are like, what are they talking about? People love eating flowers. flowers. Well, what's the spice that you don't enjoy that, mm, that uh, or the or the scent or whatever the flavor? I'm not a big nutmeg fan. Oh, really? Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's too musky for me. Okay. It's too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I so just... does that just stay in the nutmeg world, or does that go into the pumpkin spice and cinnamon? You know. I love cinnamon. Okay. Pumpkin spice, you know. Okay, here I we go. I feel like over the years yes. I've had a love-hate relationship with the pumpkin spice. Okay. Uh, when it first was all the rage, actually even before it was all the rage and came out mm-hmm. once a season, I was into it. Sure. I like some pumpkin pie when right. it's well done yeah. and well made and homemade, etc. But I feel like pumpkin spice has been so overused yes. that... Like, I don't want pumpkin spice cookies. I don't want pumpkin spice this, pumpkin spice that, like pumpkin spice tea, you know. No. I just, it's been, we ruined it. Yeah. We ruined it. What I can't do is any sort of um, cookie or cake flavored Smells in candles or air fresheners. Oh yeah, That's yeah, what like I birthday cake candle. Like Ooh. like like when you have a candle that smells like something that like like apple pie. Let's say yeah, no. Because then all I want to do is eat apple pie, yeah. and all I'm doing is smelling apple pie. Yeah, no, I get it. I mm. get it. We're on the same page. Well, that's pretty much the end of this episode, Nitty. <laughs> let's just remind our listeners: dive dashtripping.com. Yeah, you'll find it in the show notes. If they want apparel for diving, that's where you'll find it. Yeah. If they have a dive question, can they use your socials to ask? Absolutely. So Absolutely. follow the socials as well, at dive underscore tripping. Once again, I want you to be chilling, so don't worry. You go to our show notes. You'll find them there. Any other sort of thing you want us to know about the about the, and, and of course anytime you come back you can always talk about dive tripping this is not the one and done episode but is there anything you else that you want to convey about it that we haven't talked about mm. i mean i'd love to know what people thought okay honestly we're we're still really we're we're growing and mm. and uh really always into people's feedback so if you check out the website and you're like, hey, this is cool, or if you check out any of our products, mm-hmm. please let us know. I want a, I want a dive tripping bucket hat. Oh, yeah, we could do that. Because I, I like the way That's I That's so look. funny you're talking about okay. that because we were we were just – anyways, we were just talking about this, like, product development stuff. So. Okay, well, thank you for listening, folks. 
Um, once again, if you want the ad-free option to these podcast episodes, if you go to the bottom of our show notes, you can hit the button that'll take you where you can subscribe for $3 Canadian a month. You can listen to our episodes ad-free. And if you are cool with the ads off the top of our show, great. Nidhi, thank you so much for being oh, part of the Insider Project. Much love, Marco. And much love to everyone out there. Thank you so much for your support over the years. And there you go. We hope you were able to listen and sleep. <laughs>